Malu, guess what I found out in my research. What did you find out in your research, Katie Cat? Billy Crystal is 72 years old. <laughs> no fucking way. Way, he's old. <laughs> I'm in love with him. I graduated with an engineering degree. I fooled them all. <laughs> because she's a real phony. Because she honestly believes all this phony junk that she believes. I mean it. Yeah, no, we're like friends, I guess. I don't know. Friends? Mm, I guess we're collaborators. To you. <laughs> it's to you. To you. <laughs> oh my god. Disclaimer, I love Billy Crystal from now on till forevermore. I finally made Malu fall in love with a Nora Ephron movie, you guys. <laughs> this is why I wanted to end with this movie, because I knew it had to be a sweet note for everybody. It was... I'm not like... I'm. It's, it was so good. I finished, and I literally went, now this is a movie I can get behind. There you go. There it is, everybody. Okay. After two episodes <laughs> of bashing logic, being, get, being and getting upset at characters, creepy, stockish manipulative tendencies i finally find fun where i actually like the characters it's because it's a perfect movie and not it's one not. person in the in all of humanity can argue that but see we haven't even told the people here what we're talking about what's going Hello, on everybody what is this katie where did this come from who are we Guys, welcome back to AP Film. Cut by Film School Professionals. Ayo. I am Katie Kometz. Oh, oh, did I cut you off? You cut my AO off, and I was really oh. into it. But you I know didn't what? hear it. It Whatever. was delayed. No, 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 no. It's fine. No, now the I'm embarrassed. Because I'm embarrassed now. I thought we, we're not on the same beats. We have to get back <laughs> on the same beats. But, um, okay, I'm just going to... I'm just going to keep going then, because now I feel uncomfortable. No, I mean, I'm Katie yeah. Kamenz. I am a writer. I'm a director. I'm a filmmaker. You name it, I'm there. Music, loving. Why do I keep at In the last, like, two episodes, I've been just, doing? like, trailing off for no reason at all. Go ahead. There was no reason <laughs> to add the music, loving. My personality is just showing. It's just chaotic energy all the time. Anyways, <laughs> Malu? Who are you? Hello, class. I am Malu Mirones. I'm your other professor who... Well, I just am, aren't I? That's it. Yeah, That's what I'm going I with guess. for today. <laughs> Is that all you got? Is that I'm, all you're giving yeah, everybody that's, today? Yeah, that's what I'm going with for today. That's it. I that's just your best am, shot. aren't all right. I? Well, everybody, that was Malu's best shot. <laughs> Here's to Mondays. Am I right, ladies? Am and I gentlemen, right, everybody? And non-binaries? Yeah, everybody. Is everybody. Included. Everyone's included. So, welcome to AP Film, you guys. This is a film podcast if you haven't caught it. We are currently in the midst of Nora Ephron Saves the Rom Com topic. This is I'm... the last episode of the topic. Makes me sad, but I mean, say... I'm okay with ending you... on this note. No, you can't say in the midst. We're in the final episode. The midst We're is the, the middle. Of the the midst. We're in the finale of the midst. I what? No, that's We're in the not... finale. Of... This is only the beginning of the episode, Malu. Power. We're not done with it yet. This is the beginning of the song. Hi. Do you know? I did, I did not get that from? reference, Malu. <laughs> it's a Scott Pilgrim. This is oh, the beginning I seen of the, movie the song. Enough times. I need, I've only seen it once or twice. I need to see it more often. Oh, I'm sorry. I've seen it an unhealthy amount of times. Thank you very much. I believe much. you. <laughs> Me with La La Land. That one too. I've also seen that one an unhealthy amount are. of times. And Lady Bird. Ooh. Ooh, got him. Let's but not jump down that rabbit hole. Before what are we, doing we even today? get into rabbit holes and all of the glory and all of them, you all should go leave us a review on iTunes. Leave yes. us five stars. Tell us why you love us. Tell us why you hate us. Tell us why Malu sucks and Katie should just be solo on the project from here on out. And if you think otherwise, you can also leave that comment. But more <laughs> importantly, you can and should. And honestly, you should just do it right now. Pull up your phone. You should go yeah, follow us out. on our Instagram at Film School Professionals. Go like our yes. pictures. Go tell us what kind of pictures you want to see. Go try to guess what movies we're gonna make for our our yeah. next very special syllabus, which we'll talk about later. 
It's fun. I play that game every week on the Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. It, she always really leaves me hanging. I really just I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I want to see what's up. You know, I play she a little knows game the already. So she does have a leg up on everybody. <laughs> Do I help plan it? Maybe. Do <laughs> I still involved. play the game like everybody else? Yes. I'm just. I'm I'm just like you. <laughs> That's oh my god, guys! She's turned into a celebrity. She's just like everybody else, though. I am. I'm just I'm just a normal girl, Malu. Okay, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. Asking oh, him to love her. That's not what I. <sighs> <laughs> That's not the vibe I was channeling. <laughs> no, no, we're skipping that one. Anyway, oh. okay. <laughs> the film for today, everybody. Is when Harry met Sally. Yes. Finally. I know we've all been waiting for it this en- so entire lifetime of the podcast. <laughs> I know I have. I have seen it. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. You, can you say that again with a yawn? But with <laughs> a bigger yawn, yawn this time. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I hadn't seen it. And I had been avoiding this movie for a while just because I just hadn't seen it for such a long time that it was just like, I'm going to wait. It's a similar thing that I have with Titanic, where it's like, by this point, I'm just going to wait till the right You haven't seen moment. Titanic? That's a whole different issue. I'm just in a game of oh, chicken with a, myself. Gabe, Gabe add no. that to the syllabus, and you're going to guess no. on that episode. Yes. No. Let's trash Malo for long. not seeing it I'm yet. I'm trying to see how long I can go without watching it. It's my no, only No, and it's not going to last any longer. Everyone go go leave us a review and say, yeah, and bully Malu into watching this movie with me. I can't me. be I'll help you anything. out. I'll like, I'll like and comment. I have a strong will. That doesn't matter here. What? It's it. This podcast is for breaking wills, Malu. Okay. I'm gonna um, break your will down until you watch Titanic. That is a loving take on our co-hosting relationship, but okay. Yeah. So but when anyways, Harry met Sally. <laughs> yeah, when Harry met Sally, you want to tell everybody what the what the episode rundown is gonna be? You know what? I really would. I really would, because I really did enjoy this fucking movie. So first of all, we're going to introduce the film like we always do. You know, talk a little bit, a little here, a little there, there. I'm sorry, that was my accent jumping out. About what Harry Met Sally is. Then we're going to talk about Nora Ephron, her writing process for this movie, and just overall lingering questions that a movie as fantastic as this one leaves the audience with, and why that makes it so fucking good. Also the soundtrack. And finally, as always, the game, but, but Katie Cat and Gear Class, today it comes with a bit of a twist because Katie has taken the lead for today and she will be doing the game. She actually already Hell did, did the yeah, game. Everybody. I'm Woohoo! I finally did it. I was sick of losing <laughs> every time. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to make the game. Oh my God, that's how I feel about film school. <laughs> Oh, got him. Me too, honestly. (laughs) I don't think I can get in, but you know what? I'm tired of thinking that, so I'm going to make a podcast. Yeah, podcasts. Well, before we get into all that, Mallow, I have a question for you. Ask away. Break the ice because it's fucking freezing. Now that we've seen all of the fantastic Meg Ryan movies except Joe vs. the Volcano. Of course. Which Meg Ryan haircut would you get tomorrow? Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. This is assuming that I could rock them, those haircuts, as much as Meg Ryan. Yeah, I'll always assume that. Yeah. Okay, Which always you, assume no that. one can, but, you she know. Just, she has such a range for hair. She just she, she, she rocks everything. She really does. I've yet to see her in a pixie cut, but I'm 100% sure she would rock it. Oh my god, she would look amazing in a pixie cut. Wouldn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my, yes, ma'am. Two, my two options, I'm going to say three. Three options, three options here. Okay. Number one, when Harry met Sally during the diner scene. That entire it wave of so hair. It looks so good wow. there, doesn't it? Wow, how did she do that? What kind of black magic do you summon for that kind of hair? Dude, I it don't know. It was amazing. Know. Like, props to the makeup and hair team. Because I'm, I'm assuming that maybe they were like, they worked together on it. I don't know. But it was oh, fantastic. Of course. It's a major film. Of course it's they a, did. It's yeah. a Rob Reiner film. <laughs> yeah, they have those people. I like that. 
But yeah, fucking fantastic in that one. Then second, You've Got Mail, the short hair. Love mm -hmm. it. Here for it all the time. She looks great. I'm in. And then third, I would say just like that very like soft curls that she had in When Harry Met Sally. Again, When Harry Met Sally just really went through so many hairstyles that I liked, except for the second <laughs> one. The second one was trash. And I don't yeah, ever want to really see it bad. again. I was like, why yeah. did they do that to her? I know. I, I don't know either. Bad, but I don't like it. Yeah. It's a bummer. It was a weird one. But no, like those little soft kind of beach wave curls. Oh, amazing. A plus. What about you, Katie? Honestly, Malu, I think I have to kind of have the same answer. Not to like copycat, but I felt <laughs> the exact same way. A few, I think it was like a, an episode or two ago. I think actually it was at the end of the Sleepless in Seattle episode. And you were like, yay, the Meg Ryan short haircuts yeah. back. And I'm like, honestly, though, like sometimes when, and when Harry met Sally, it's really bad. But other times it's really good. Mm -hmm. So I think that that exact diner scene, it, she looks so good in it. And then definitely the You've Got Mail. I think she rocks that look. And then the, yeah, the, the looser curls. Those, like, really loose, like, 80s curls. Like, very, very emblematic of the 80s. Always makes me think of it of just, like, it's a very specific wave pattern. I can't fucking yes. describe it for my life. No, no, I But I know, know what mean. it is in my head. Yeah, I get and you. I get you. I, I have to have the same answer, I'd say. Also, like, I wouldn't do it, but just, like, as a discussion now that we're in Meg Ryan's hair territory... <laughs> the tight curls that she has for, like, the majority of the ending of the movie. Wow. I don't like it at all. I love it. Like, I like that's the thing. I wouldn't get it because I oh. look like a poodle. You mean, like, a perm? That's that's a perm. That's a perm, yeah. And I think she looks fantastic like it. with it. Oh, when she's crying and she has her little curls. Oh, my God. Oh, I wow. hate it. I think it looks so bad. She reminds me of Lady from Lady and the Tramp, one of my favorite, like... Oh, my God. That is hilarious, Malu. That, so she reminds like, me of this dog. Oh, he, no, 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 no. But that's the thing. That's, like, one of the highest compliments coming from me. I think Lady from Lady and the Tramp is fucking gorgeous. She is. She is a symbol I'm, I of I love beauty. dogs, so I really can't partake in this situation because I'll choose a beautiful dog. Yeah. Lady's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> she has luscious hair. You're right. And her um, little fluffy ears. Those are some floofy, floofy ears. <laughs> All right, Malu. Why don't you introduce the movie real quick? Unless you want me to. It is the end of my my Meg Ryan. But it's up to you. I'll let no, you choose. I don't care. I won't be mad if you choose. You can do it. It's the end of the Meg Ryan. And it was your idea to do Nora Ephron. So fine, yes. you can do it. Yeah, baby. Okay. I'll intersect some comments here and there. <laughs> sure. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> intercut. Um. What's What's the intercut word that you want to say that you'll yell before you say something? So I stop. Yowza. Okay. Perfect. That's the word. Everybody, <laughs> listen up for it. So, everyone, when Harry met Sally is a 1989 romantic comedy directed by Rob Reiner. <laughs> Yowza. Yes. I Malum? just want to take a second to first of all thank Rob Reiner. <laughs> Because of this movie, but also because of The Princess Bride. Unrelated, but I love that movie. And I didn't know that Rob Reiner directed both When Harry Met Sally and The Princess Bride. Yes, ma'am. And furthermore, for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge New Girl fan. I really I love New Girl. I was just about to add this Hilarious show. Yep. And I didn't, I haven't connected the dots. The dots. To the fact that Rob Reiner, Jess's dad in the show... Yep. It's also the Rob Reiner who directed When Harry Met Sally and the Princess Bride. And I just, it made my day. That's it right. It really made my fucking day. This man has made me so happy for the last five years. And just thank you. Thank you, sir. Aww. Some Rob Reiner love. Isn't it fun Ooh. when the dots are connected like that? <laughs> it's so cool. You're like, oh my God, my world. That's how I, I found that out worlds collide. Too. Yes. So anyways, it was directed by Rob Reiner and written by the one and only, thank you, Malu, Nora Ephron, mm -hmm. woohoo, our queen. It stars Meg Ryan as Sally, Billy Crystal as Harry, Carrie Fisher as Marie, Bruno Kirby as Jess, and, Yowza. you know, wait, wait, wait. this is it, guys. This is the romantic comedy. By the way, these are, these are Malu's words, so let me yes. say it as her, as if I wasn't just doing it already. Quote, <laughs> This is it, guys. This is the romantic comedy. The perfect slow burn Wattpad story come to life. It really quote. is, ladies and gentlemen. It really D fucking is. Can everyone please just leave a comment if I if I nailed Malu in that in that quote, please? 
did it did it feel like Malu's words when I performed them? I need to know. Please <laughs> leave a comment below. <laughs> I'm leaving this podcast. Okay, Mal, you're so dramatic. God. <laughs> And also, so everyone, oh wait, oh my god, before I continue, Gabe, hit the trailer. Men and women can't be friends, because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive? No, you pretty much want to nail him too. Gabe? No, I don't like to eat between meals. I'll roll down the window. A faceless guy rips off your clothes, and that's the sex fantasy you've been having since you were 12. Exactly the same. Well, sometimes I varied it a little. Which part? What I'm wearing. You tell her about other women. Yeah. Like the other night. I made love to this woman, and it was so incredible. I took her to a place that wasn't human. She actually meowed. You made a woman meow? Sure. I need to talk. What happened? What's the matter? Harry came over last night. I went night over to Sally's last night. Because I was upset that Joe was getting married. And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, we were kissing. To make and a then long story short, we, we did, did it. it. They did it. You challenged me. <laughs> I'm difficult. I'm too structured. I'm completely closed off. But in a good way. And I'm going to be 40. <laughs> when? <laughs> Someday. In eight years. Men. Charlie Chaplin had babies when he was 73. Yeah, but he was too old to pick them up. So, as we've been doing um, for the other two movies of this topic, I have a little bit of Nora notes. Um, that's what I'm going to call them. The Nora notes. Um, these are actually technically both Nora and Rob notes because I saw an interview of both them of them together talking about this movie. And if anyone has any like interests in how it was made, there this one interview is great. Literally just go to YouTube and type in Nora Ephron, Rob Reiner, and it'll be like the first one to come up. <laughs> Anyways, so fun fact for you all, the diner scene where Meg Ryan fakes the orgasm wasn't really in the script. In the script, they originally just had Meg say, like, uh, what Billy, well, Billy Crystal was saying, like, oh, no, no, women have fun with me, I swear. And she's mm-hmm. like, you know, like, women fake orgasms. And he's like, no, no, no. And she's like, no, really. And then that was it. And then Meg had the idea of it being in a diner and her faking the orgasm. And then Billy said right after that, he was like, oh, my God. And then if she does that, someone else in the restaurant should say, I'll have what she's having. And Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron thought that was so funny, and they were like, hell yeah. Rob then picked his mother to say the line. So in the film, that is Rob Reiner's mom who says, I'll have what she's having. Billy Crystal, what a man coming up with that line. Okay, now Malu's in love with Billy Crystal. Can we get back in love with Meg Ryan, Malu? I'm also like, I can be in love with both of them, okay? Like, simultaneously, I can love both of them. I don't (laughs) want you to restrict me. I am both in love with Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. Thank you very much. Okay, that's fair. To get like together or like just separate? I will not answer that question right now. I'm not okay, emotionally ready think. to accept the reality. <laughs> and then the second note I have is that Ooh. both Nora and Rob had many conversations about what truly happened with men and women uh, separately, like as individuals, and so how each gender has their perspective on things. Um, as you can see in the film a lot, you know, it, it stays so true to each of them um, and like the, the real life truths of being a woman or being a man, um, especially of the age group and of the times. And, and what they did while writing this, they just literally had conversations about it. And that's how actually the women think orgasms came up as well, too, mm-hmm. because Rob, Rob and his friend were like, you know, talking and stuff, and and Nora's, like, rolling her eyes, being like, I can't believe men are really like this. And then she said, "You will, I mean, women fake orgasms, and Rob was like, not with me. And then, and then she was like, no, 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 really, and they argued about it for a while, and it was in Rob's 
production office and he had all of the women in the office come into the room and ask them with Nora there and everything and he was like please I need honesty here ladies like please tell me do women fake it and they're all like at some point in our lives yes and the men were literally stunned and that's how that came about but even that part aside that's just like one example that the whole film all of the dialogue is really written that way is because they had so many conversations about just like what it was like to be in each other's shoes in a way, or in their own shoes, really, and, and have an open conversation about it, which I think this movie really does. It just opens the conversation of, you know, what it's like to be a woman and a man in uh, 1989. <laughs> also and now, I... frankly, I think it's pretty timeless, so. It definitely is. I, I found a, a fun little nugget while researching as well, because I like this movie so much that I went, I went into research mode proud of you so one of my favorite scenes honestly throughout the whole movie was that one scene where harry and sally are talking on the phone at night they're just like beginning their friendship and it's really solidifying to the point where like they just call each other when they're bored which i love Mm -hmm. and sally's watching casablanca and harry asks like what channel so that he can watch it as well and they start watching it together and let's have this conversation and you see the little split screen you see them both watching it at the same time and i love it and i found out that Nora Ephron actually wrote that in because she was talking to Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal and she she kind of watched them a lot to get that Harry character building, like, you know, building him up. And Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal would actually do that because they were best friends at the time. And they would actually do that often, if not always, of, like, watching movies together through the phone. Especially because this really was, like, at a cute. point where... Super cute, isn't that? This was at a point yeah. where, like, Rob Reiner had just gotten his divorce and he was getting back into the single life... And Billy Crystal was his best friend. So, like, you know, he was really there for him. And Nora just kind of, like, watched things go by. And she would just really, like, that's what I really liked about her writing in this. Is that it really felt observant. And, like, she was listening to real people. And then just translating that and giving it a medium. Yeah. Which is such a nice way of kind of, like, using shit from, I guess, like, a documentary style sort of thing. So she did interview people. Like, you know, the interviews that are... I'm Katie, I'm sure you know this, but, like, you know, class... <laughs> The interviews that break up the movie and kind of give you the time spaces between the Harry and Sally scenes, those are like real interviews that she took of people. And then they just got rewarded, reworked in writing, and obviously staged with different actors who are not the people whose stories these are. But essentially, she just did interviews because sometimes she wouldn't know what to write and she'd be stumped on writing. So she would just go around the production and ask people their stories And that's how she got a lot of the movie. And I think that's fucking beautiful. I think it's a fantastic, wonderful way of going about writing a story that feels so real at the end and feels so realistic, even if it's also like very hopeful in the way that only a romantic comedy can be that kind of like hopeful and believant in in love (laughs) and in, you know, love making things easy and it being easy when you find, you know, quote unquote, the one. And it still feels realistic, which I think it's, it's a magical thing to do with a film like this. Absolutely. Oh my god, I love that you did that little research. Of that course. makes me so happy, so Malu. <laughs> Yay. But I, I also agree with that. I, I think, you know, the the best the best writing comes from real life because all art is is an imitation of life, right? Yeah. So how 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 could you not just take I don't even want to say inspiration because it is inspiration for your writing, but it's also you're just mimicking it. It's kind of like a copy and paste and, and just change it so it's not plagiarism. <laughs> no, but you know? I like that. I like that you use the word mimicking because it really, again, it, it this movie really felt like it mimicked reality to a point where, like, it even took stereotypes, which I, again, we've talked about this. We talked about it in the Sleepless in Seattle episode. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of, like, the very reinforced stereotypes of, you know, male-female relations. You don't say. Uh-huh. And what? also, I just want to say, this movie was made before Sleepless in Seattle, so there's no excuse for Sleepless in Seattle's stereotypical lines, but Malu, I digress. we can't have two uh, yeah, when Harry met Sally's, okay? Okay, well, okay. I'm just saying, it's not the year, it's the it's the movie. Don't Point shit is. on Sleepless <laughs> in Seattle. It's Nora Efron's heart and soul, quoted by Rosie but O'Donnell. But I digress. What I oh mean is that one of the things that really attracted me to when Harry met Sally was that it took a lot of the stereotypes and then it just kind of twisted them in their own head and made it realistic and fun and diverse in a way that, like, you know, you had a character, a female character, let's say, like Sally, and then you had a female character like Marie who were 
so different. It's so similar. Shared a bunch of truths as far as like, you know, the female experience goes, especially in this case, the female experience while dating. But we're also vastly different in their own little quirks and ways. And I love that. And I really like that the same went for Harry and Jess, you know, as male characters, they weren't really restricted by the fact that they were guys. Like they were still allowed to have a bigger range of emotions outside of the stereotypical, like, oh, you know, a man is like this and they only think about sex. Like there was so much more than that, even with Harry, who, you know, he's the, he's famous in the movie for going like, I don't think the men and women can be friends without sex getting in the way. And yeah, but I, I just, ooh, I really ooh. think a lot of that has to do with these characters are completely based on real people. And yeah. not only are they based on real people, they're based on the creators of this film. Harry and Sally are very, very, very similar to Rob and Nora mm -hmm. to the point where, like, they wrote, they just changed a few things. Like, um, I mean, everything, uh, most of Billy's lines has to do, come directly from Rob's mouth. <laughs> a lot of, I mean, Sally is essentially Nora in the sense mm. of, uh, she's a she's a journalist. She's moving to New York to be a you know an all star journalist, <laughs> and sh the way she orders things is so like pain in the ass. And but On the, the whole thing is that she makes it better than the restaurant oh. does. And that these are all things that Rob and, and Nora say in this interview that I found on YouTube. And they're like, this is literally it. Like uh, Nora <laughs> goes to restaurants and changes every. She orders something and changes it completely and orders it on the side. And he's like, but. It's always better than how the restaurant does it. <laughs> oh, that's so. fine. And they weren't even, like, technically, like, into each other by that point. Or at least they didn't know it. But, oh, my God. When Harry goes, you know, like, oh, she'll order something at a restaurant. And she always just makes it better. I'm like, how do you not see that you're in love with this woman? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. What's not adding up for you, Harry? Mm-hmm. It's, oh, my God. So great. But here's the thing. Well, well since, um... <laughs> you did a little bit of research. I would like oh. for you to introduce this first question because oh. it is something that I, I, I love. That's exactly love where I was about. going with it. I, that's exactly yeah, where I wanted to transition. I'm glad you and I are on the same page. Look at us. Look at us. Wow. <laughs> so in my research, I found something that I thought was really interesting because it just made me like the realism in the movie even more. See, guys, I knew Mally would love this movie. I, do. I mean, if you I, don't, I, you shouldn't. Like, I don't <laughs> understand who you are, and I think you need to give it another shot. But, like, this is a Malu movie. Yeah, Here we it go. definitely is. Go ahead, Malu. Give so, it to them. Give them the facts straight. <laughs> so when Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron were working on this, were working on specifically the ending, they both thought that the true ending, the real, most realistic ending, and what they wanted originally as the ending, was for Harry and Sally to part ways as friends. Not part ways, like they would never speak to each other again, but like, you know, remain friends, fully come to terms with like their relationship not working. Because they thought that was a more realistic thing. And I agree. I think to many people, sometimes every best friend you have that you end up dating somehow isn't going to be the one. And sometimes you just reinforce a friendship in a way that you won't reinforce other friendships. True. But, but <laughs> they also thought that Honestly, it was kind of like the more satisfying ending in a way, seeing them get together. Because you do spend so much time in the movie just pining over them getting together, just looking at them and being like, how do you not see it? That yeah, you it's should like be naturally with each satisfying other. for the audience of, exactly. of this genre as well. Yeah, you that's know? what I was saying at the beginning. I think that with this genre, you have a, a, a pass for sometimes choosing the cheesy ending or not the TC ending, but the very hopeful ending. And I think, like, personally for me, it's not really about what the ending is, it's how you get there, because it's very easy to say main character ends up with main character, you know? Very easy to say that. It's literally easier than fucking basic math. But to do it in a way that feels rightful, to do it in a way that, like, if it was any other way would be really bittersweet in the way that La La Land is very bittersweet... I think it's fucking great. I think it's great that you can do that and still make audiences happy while never making them feel like fools. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to overlook a bunch of logic for this couple because they live happily ever after, right? It's more like everything has been so logical and has worked so well in a human way that if they don't end up together, it will be so heartbreaking and dissatisfying in the way that La La Land is. So this is like the opposite of that. It's the La La Land with the happy ending, quote unquote, because they're still kind of happy in La La Land, but that's a different combo. I digress. 
I've been saying I digress a lot today. I don't know why. Yes. Yes, you are. It's just what Harry and Sally, when Harry met Sally does to me. But college student Malu digressing mm-hmm. left and right. That's right. But yeah, I'm sorry I'm <laughs> rambling, but that's it. That's what that's what I that's what this makes me feel. Katie, what do you think? What do you, do you think that it should have been the friends ending, or do you think that rightfully they should have ended up together? No, no, I I definitely think the rightful ending is really uh that, that they would just be friends. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's just a satisfying ending for <laughs> the genre, for the audience. I mean, yeah. people would not have liked this movie even close to as much at all. They would have lost 80% of their <laughs> audience if they if they uh, left it as, as what they wanted it to be as friends. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I don't support them getting together at the end, because of course you do, but... I also, and it's so well done, too, so there's really no problem with it. But I do think, realistically, it's a friendship thing. Yeah. I think they were so so good. But they both work for me. I go with them. I Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know. Same. Personally, no problems. like, either way I would have been happy, but it would have been, like, either way I would have been happy, but depending on They're the bo- ending, it would have been a different feel movie. Like, you know, this is yes. a feel-good movie. Otherwise, that would have been, been like, like sad reality that yeah, we don't yeah, yeah. need to face in life <laughs> further than we already do. Exactly. <laughs> like La La Land. Like it's like I'm 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 gonna come up with this now and I don't have enough to back it up. But when Harry met Sally and La La Land are polar opposites, but in they the same are. realm. And I'm yeah, not gonna back it up a, too much. I'm just gonna say it. Their worlds are next to each other, but they have nothing to do with each other. Exactly. Yeah. Because we'll La La Land isn't a romance about two people. It's a romance about your dreams. But I digress. Oh. I digress. I digress. I digress. Oh, my <laughs> God. At the end, when they're hearing I... the Christmas song. And I'm sorry. I'm just so into this no, movie. No, stop. Stop. Stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. We got to move on. to. We got to come back. Just really, Reel back it's in. It's just when he goes, it's a song about two friends. Oh, my God. It just tied it all together. I was so happy Oh, about wait. It. You mean when Harry met Sally? I thought you were oh, talking yeah. about La La Land. No, 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 no. All right. Oh, that's why La La I was trying to cut you off. I'm like, oh, my God. Don't tell them. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Oh, never. Yeah. I was talking about when Harry met Sally. I just really like the ending when, you know, it's just, just from a realism <laughs> point of view. I really, mm-hmm. really, really loved that when Bill, when Harry says, I love you to Sally, she doesn't just you know, fawn over him oh right away God, and kiss I've him. Oh, my I've been waiting for you to tell me. Because it's yeah. just, it was, it really was, like, realistically, the first thing that should come to her brain is that he's just saying this because he's desperate. There's no yeah. real reason. Like, it makes sense that she would think, like, oh, my God, he's just, like, he's really out here trying because mm-hmm. he's lonely and he needs somebody. Like, it shows the deeper yep. level of understanding in their friendship. And it shows that Sally is not a stupid girl and I love it. I love that she's not she's not a two-dimensional character. She's a real person who mm-hmm. thinks and knows her friend and it's like, "No, I mean, you're just saying this cuz you're sad and lonely and desperate and I can't do that for you because I'm getting sad and lonely and desperate." And to then have him just show her how much he loves her. I was just I and then she realizes that and then and the fact that she doesn't even say I love you right away. I love that too. I love that she just goes like, I hate you. Like, it's just, I, mm, it was perfect. Look at her go. I was fantastic. I I like this. I like being able to sit back this week (laughs) and just listen to you gush over this movie. I am here for it. (laughs) Your your eyes are lit up with love, joy. I love that. How do you not? Just absolutely. I don't. I don't fall think anybody it. doesn't love it, Malu. I'm not gonna lie. There hasn't been one person, male or female, that <laughs> I have met who doesn't genuinely love this movie. It's fucking great. It's, it's really, really good. So then, following that ending, the age-old question, Malu: Can men and women be friends? And what's the updated version of that? That's a that's an interesting one because I think that's one of those questions that, like, I feel like. Correct me if, like, your experience has been different throughout your life. But it's definitely, you know, as a straight woman, it's been one of those things that's come up a lot of time where it's like, oh, guys and girls can be friends, you know? And I always feel like it's such a, like, it's something that is not going to last. Like, it's as an idea, it's not going to last for long, especially right now where, like, sexuality is such a fluid thing that it's just, like, it's not about men and women being friends anymore. It's just, like, people who are attracted to this specific sex or gender so it's, it becomes such a different like a complicated field today like you couldn't do this movie today in the same way 
because you would have so many variants of like, but what if, you know, different sexualities would just come up and it would be so different. But just, I'm sorry, it's just, it's a, it's two sets of questions and I'm answering the second one first. I don't know why. But the first one, can men and women be friends? I think they can be. But I definitely think that there's a, a, there's a thin line between best friends who become significant others or partners and best friends or friends that are just friends. And you can see the differences in those types of friendships. I just feel like it's about knowing how to read people and understand social relations, <laughs> which can be a very gray, hard area. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd have to agree with that for the most part. I mean... I think the standard question still remains of can men and women be friends? I think it's a very immature question. I think the answer <laughs> is always yes, absolutely. But that yes. just takes a maturity level to see that, you know. Um, and sometimes certain people hit that level of maturity earlier than others. And sometimes they never do. So I think that's why there will always be that question floating on. But kind of what you were also saying on top of that, it, it now in modern day, it's not just men and women, it has to do with your sexuality preference. So I, I mean, I think that the, the original question still stands, but it's also like, oh, if I'm attracted to this type of person, you know, can I still be friends with them and not, you know, be with them? And I mean, yeah, I think that, that that's still... You know, that just, like, adds on to the question. I think yeah. you could just rephrase the same question by bringing it down to, if I'm usually attracted to, to this, this kind person, of person, yeah. can we be friends regardless? And yes, it just depends on maturity. Is my yeah. long answer short? I like that. I like the, the maturity thing because it definitely is something that shows in the movie, which, again, another thing I like about it is just the the inherent growth of the characters and the growth of the question of just being like, yes, of course, men and women can be friends. In some cases, if it works, it'll turn into a relationship. But that doesn't mean that necessarily every single relationship is going to turn into, you know, sex or a right. real relationship or, or whatever type of relationship. It really just depends on, like, how you see things and how compatible you are with a person. It's not like, oh, because we can have sex, we will have sex. You know, we're not animals. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And you just need to be mature to understand that, which Harry, you know, he becomes mature throughout the movie. And it's really nice getting to see that growth, but never actually having to hear him say the words, of course, men and women can be friends, but rather just understanding that he gets that now yes. through his, the way he behaves, the way he behaves with Sally. Like, it's very, it's a very nice sort of growth and duality of of course men and women can just be friends but i just happen to be in love with this friend of mine right right exactly exactly it and i, I like the way they <laughs> they place the like you said how, how nor says that they how nor allows them to grow through time mm -hmm. i think that's the most realistic standard and if anyone watches this movie and, and you know everyone knows that the theme of the the theme of the whole movie is this <laughs> question and if you f kind of finish the movie and you still, and you think that they answered the question to be no, I think you should rewatch the movie because I think, I think Malu and I kind of have it on the nose, not to pat ourselves on the back or anything, but just Ooh. in general of like, <laughs> I mean, you should kind of know this by now. And if you watch the movie and think it's no still, then I, I think you Give think it a you need to grow up a little bit. <laughs> Give it Reevaluate think yourself. About it. Think about, that are you really attracted to, to every single person you meet? The question is probably no. The and if so, maybe you should see a therapist just to talk it out. Talk <laughs> okay, it out. Okay. I'm not I don't, saying I don't feel anything's like wrong. We are qualified. Qualified? Is that a word? Qualified? Yes. Qualified is yeah. a word. It sounded really weird when I said it. <laughs> see? Qualified. I don't think we're qualified to word? give advice on who should be going to therapy uh, and who shouldn't be going to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a do you have another note? <laughs> on just like this specifically or the movie overall? No, on the movie. Oh, I just have to say something real quick. The editing I'm in this movie? About it. I bet I know what it is. The editing in this movie? Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's I know. I There's something else going. I want to say after that, but like oh, this okay. is something big for me. Cuz I I am a bitch for the editing in this movie. I said it exactly I'm like that. I'm telling you, I'm going to say right now, you can write an incredibly hilarious movie but if the editing doesn't support your comedy then it's not going to be funny and the oh. editing make helps mm -hmm. it just supports Nora's hilariousness throughout the whole thing 
oh, but that's the thing. It's not even the funny parts. Like, what what really drew me in in the editing of this movie is the voiceovers and the way that they're put together. Oh, like, okay. Like, the Sally and Harry conversations put together through mont- montages of them becoming friends, of them having a real relationship as friends, to me was so beautiful. Them, yeah. you know, watching movies through the phone, them talking. And this it would happen at these very strange moments where, like, you'd think the scene would carry on, but you would actually just get the voiceover with other scenes going on. And it was so unusual, but so natural in a way. I, I, I loved it. I loved hearing their conversations while watching Sally try to get a bunch of mail in the fucking mailbox <laughs> in the most obnoxious way in the world and then just having Carrie fucking jam it in and just yeah. be like, stop that. And it, just, it felt really natural in the way of two people telling you their story, but in a very private, intimate way. And I loved it. I really, really enjoyed the editing in this movie. From that to, you know, the comedy to just stuff like the split screen of them being together while watching the movie... It just, it made sense. The fact that their TVs had different colorings in the movie, that was a small detail, but I appreciated it because it's just, I'm sure it wasn't even intentional. It's just realistic because they have different TV sets. Of course, it's not going to look the same, but I loved it. It's so good. Sally in the salad line and you (laughs) hearing over her going like, I never said that. I never said that. You know, uh, Ingrid Bergman should have just stayed with Laszlo in Casablanca. Mm -hmm. I would never say that. And it's just, it works so well. It just, mwah. I personally, I personally think that, and that's what I really love about Greta movies too. Greta Gerwig movies. She's just um, as Greta. We all know who she's talking to, about, Ms. Gerwig. I'm like, wow, wait a minute, Katie. You can't just say her first name <laughs> to the, the entire world, to the internet. <laughs> Greta, and we all know. I think the the best, oh my God, I'm blanking on words here. I'm, I'm trying How to say like you. the timing. Uh, the pace that's the word <laughs> i think of i, I have never is. watched a movie where i particularly enjoyed the pace and have the film not be doing what you're talking about which is something that greta gerwig does in all of her movies as well um i think it's smart writing a lot of the times it's written in the script i believe mm-hmm. but it's also like the editing it's all the editing supporting it and it's, yeah. it's a combination of the two so you know it depends on the production but Sorry for muttering there. But yes, <laughs> I agree. Good stuff. I love that we're finally agreeing on a whole episode. Look at oh, that. Oh, Mal, you're telling me. Mal, don't even start <laughs> with me. You're the one with the issues most of the time. You're telling me. Hey, hey. Wait, I am. One I'm, more I'm thing. not difficult. I'm challenging. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no one's saying that to you, Mal. You're I a pain in the pistols. ass. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Crystal. I don't know who I'm more in love with. Billy Crystal in this movie as Harry or Billy Crystal in The Princess Brightest Miracle Max. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> you promise you would never say that name. Humperdinck, Humperdinck, Humperdinck. One more thing, and this is what I said the Sleepless in Seattle soundtrack <laughs> fucking nailed it on the head as well. But the soundtrack, Mallory, they're like the same fucking songs. How can but, you ew oh me? They God, both are Katie, amazing. It's not about they the work. songs. It's you about only how they're like used. this movie more. That's why you're more supportive no, of it. It's no, the but same Katie, okay. shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me explain this. Let me it's just Harry Connick Jr. is singing it. Let me give you a piece of my mind. No. It's not about the songs. Yes, the songs in Sleep is in Seattle are good songs. The songs in Harry, When Harry Met Sally are good songs. I know, songs. Malu. I know your perspective. I just think it's dumb. <laughs> no, because they match and they work with the story. Yes, using, which is exactly... Using the song, it had too, to be okay? you. Using, using Let's Call the Whole Thing Off perfectly fit the situation because they don't get along. He says tomato, she says tomato. They have to call the whole thing off. It makes sense. The Christmas song at Doesn't the end. You it's a story. It's a story about old friends. It makes sense with the story. Hmm. Oh my god, Katie! It's just it was so well orchestrated in the same way that like one of my favorite soundtracks of all time in a, in a song that's like you know is Spider Man into the Spider Verse. The soundtrack is fantastic because it works with the story because it feels like it's something straight out of Miles Morales' playlist. Well, I know, I know, I I and write this. these things too. We all shoot for that. I just think you missed the connection in Sleepless in Seattle. I just think I think Sleepless that's what it Seattle was. Sucks. 
I think that all of them have connections. It, they're not separate. It, it, they literally put it there for me. They pay a lot of money to have those songs there. They're not just going to be like, yeah, that's pretty good. Let's throw that shit in. Said no one ever except bad filmmakers, which we have stated Nora Ephron is not. I know she's not. I just really think that Sleepless in Seattle was just, they just used those songs. And it's like, this is the grand romantic like love it, story. This, so, this soundtrack slaps. That soundtrack yes. slapped. All of these, they're all connected. They make it better. It's all good. It's all good stuff. This one slaps because it really feels like the musical version of their story. All right. Well, we're going to go into the game now, Malu. (laughs) Katie, completely cutting off conversation to avoid problems. I like it. I like it. It's not avoiding problems. I already stated it, and I've just (laughs) stated it so many times that I don't need to state it for the millionth time in a row. Okay. So are you ready for this game? I'm ready for this game. How are this we doing this? Game, everybody. Ooh, how <laughs> menacing, am I right? <laughs> so this game is Billy Crystal real or fake? Billy Crystal after this movie and probably beforehand. I didn't know how many things he was in until I looked at his IMDB credit and he has been in so much random shit. Like it's it's kinda wild. So uh, what I what I did is I, I looked through, and a lot of them are really bad. So I was looking through his credits, and I saw ones that are looked exceptionally bad. And what I did is I made three, three. I, I put down three summaries of movies. Okay. And they're either real Billy Crystal movies or fake Billy Crystal movies. Okay. And you have to guess if they're real or fake. Okay, so not it's not like one of them is the real one. Like, any of these could be real? Any of these could be real. Any of these could be fake. All could oh. be real. All could be fake. <laughs> Jesus. Imagine if they were all fake. The type of work that Katie would have had to go through to build up all these movies. And you honestly, you know I would have. <laughs> Wait, quick question about the rules of this game. Okay. Could you be describing the plot of an already existing movie that, however, doesn't include Billy Crystal? Would I mean, you be sure? Just... I, this is either a real Billy Crystal movie or a fake Billy Crystal. No, movie. what I'm saying I mean, is like, it's is that, it like that's a fake it. Movie. That's the premise of it. Okay, so like you could describe the Breakfast Club essentially. Yeah. And because Billy Crystal isn't in it, that would be a fake Billy Crystal film. That's right. On that note, can you imagine Billy Crystal in the Breakfast Club? <laughs> <laughs> he would play Claire. No, I could not. I feel like John Hughes and Billy Crystal wouldn't match up, right? Nope. <laughs> I don't think anybody would match up right with, uh... oh, wait, you mean, John... you... did you say John Hughes? I did. Oh, I thought you said Judd Nelson. I was going to say nobody would go right with Judd Nelson. And that was <laughs> a walking problem. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Question one. Okay. Well, summary one. Plot summary <laughs> one. Good with words. Good with words Katie <laughs> is. You. I really am. Should have been an English major. <clears throat> Jack is a straight-laced lawyer with a loving wife. Dale is suicidal about his stalled career as an artist. The only thing they have in common is Colette, with whom they both had an affair years ago. Unbeknownst. (laughs) Unbeknownst. I like that. (laughs) Thank you, I made it up. To the two men, she had a son, Scott, who is now missing. After she tells Jack and Dale that one of them could be the father, the pair set out to find Scott and prove who the real father is. What would even be the name of this movie? <laughs> Shit, man. Colette is a super specific name. I've only Tony heard Collette. it in Ratatouille. Is Colette that specific of a name? I've only heard it in Ratatouille, so I don't know, man. <laughs> specific Tony enough. Collette. That's what? all I think of when I hear Colette. Yeah. Who do you think of? Tony Colette. Oh, I guess that makes sense as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, I of guess. Colette, it's her the name. fantastic chef <laughs> in Ratatouille. And then I also think of Cosette in Le Mis, but that's for all a right. different reason. Now, just answer like, the question. Is it real Billy or not? Billy Crystal real or fake? I think it's real. I think it's fucking real. You think it's real? Yeah. Are you sure? That's your final answer. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's a real movie. Yeah? You sound yes. nervous. Oh my god. I thought you said, yeah, like the answer. Well, okay, it yes. is. It is. Yes, it, it is. is. It's a real movie. <laughs> the movie what's, is called Father's Day. And that makes and sense. It, uh, See. It's a 25% on a, 
on uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I fucking love Billy Crystal. Yes, that it's called Father's Day. It stars Billy Crystal as Jack. <laughs> His loving wife is someone named Julia Louis Dreyfus. I don't know how to say it. Sorry. Dale uh, <gasps> is Robin Williams. Wait, Robin Williams is also in this movie. They are the two. Uh, and then other people don't really matter. I don't know any of these other people, so that doesn't matter. But yeah, it's a it's a Billy Crystal and Robin Williams movie. Wait a minute. I think you just mispronounced someone's name, and it's an important someone. I probably did, and I apologize. It's from 1997, by the What's way, it this called? movie. Father's Day? Father's Day. 1997? Mm-hmm. If you mispronounce her name, I'm going to be so fucking upset. Oh, Robin Williams. What a man. Okay. I Are you can... really fact-checking me on this? It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. It's Elaine from Seinfeld. Maybe I mispronounced oh, it, but it's I Elaine didn't look from at pictures. Seinfeld. I don't know. It's Elaine. Sorry. Also, she's in Veep, and she's fantastic in that. It's a funny show. But she's Elaine. She is fantastic in that show. Sorry. I, I'm i not good at... I'm not good. I'm trying to read more books, okay? Julia I'm reading more books. I just have to say them out loud now. more. I'm bad at noun, name pronunciation. I hope I never have to announce anything. <laughs> That I haven't that already practiced. That is not good for somebody who has a podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Absolutely correct. <laughs> All right. Absolutely round two. Right, round two. Round two. Sammy, an agitated agent lost in the forest of the modern world, happens upon a gentle giant with a tall talent for friendship named Max. While Max's life as a giant is no fairy tale, his heartwarming, hilarious adventures with Sammy prove that wishes really can come true. No way. No way. Wait a minute. Was he in that one movie a few years ago? Great Friendly Giant or something like that? Big Friendly Giant? It's called BFG. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a Disney movie called BFG, I think. Big oh, that's friendly sad. Giant. That's not good. That doesn't sound way, good. Which is way too close to, what was it? BGF, Vegas, ba- bleh? GFB, I don't Who know. Who can't speak now, Malu? Hee <laughs> this is not my language. <laughs> okay, that, you were so lame. Fuck off. <laughs> I love using that excuse, because what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Shame me for knowing two languages? I'd like to see yeah. you try. Um, What's your answer? Yeah, this is a fake movie. Fake movie? Yeah, it's a fake movie. You are incorrect! Damn it! <laughs> what is this movie? This movie is called My Giant. It is from the year of 1998. <laughs> Billy Crystal stars as Sammy, and the giant <laughs> guy is Sammy? named Max. You, please just Google My Giant right now, and you have to look at the cover of this Wait, movie. Wait, that's it is Billy the Crystal? Worst cover he I've looks ever seen. like a child. <laughs> It's a real movie. It got 19% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Did you see the picture of them walking through what I can only assume is Central Park? I know, right? I don't know. <laughs> Big laughs, bigger heart. Brilliantly oh acted, written, and directed. <laughs> it's so bad. Bomb. All right, round three, Mallory. Are you ready? Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of happy I lost that one. I'm so happy that this movie does exist. I'm going to watch it. I kind of want to watch it now, I'm not going to lie. Who wouldn't? We should do that for a bad movie. Oh, uh-huh. we can do a oh, that would be good. Crystal thing. Let's write that down. Let's write that down. All right, round okay. three. <clears throat> Jack Colt, father of two teenage girls, believes all hope is lost as his daughters continue hating each other after two years as since their mother has passed away. Luckily, a sarcastic yet lovable angel named Laura literally falls from heaven to help the family find love again through an adventurous road trip scavenger hunt. That's fake. That's not real. It's too convoluted. Yeah. Why do you think it's fake? It's too convoluted and it sounds like you wrote it. (laughs) Why does it sound like I wrote it? It just, it gives me a feeling. Well, you're wrong. (gasps) No, I'm just kidding. You're right. I wrote that. (laughs) I was about to go, these are all real? Somebody paid for an adventurous road trip scavenger hunt? You want to hear the story of this? This is a... Yes, please. (laughs) I wrote this story when I was 13 years old. This was my very first feature-length script. 
it, except I, 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 I turned it to be a Billy Crystal movie as and 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 wrote it as if the father was the main character when it's really about the two teenage girls. And I also jazzed it up. They don't go on any fucking road trip. There's no road trip. What? What's what's it about? Yeah, it's about these two. It's about these two teenage girls. Uh, the they're teenager. not actually that. The one's a teenager. One's like twelve, I think. I don't know. And their mom died, and they one of them blame. I don't know. They kind of are just in a in a real bad place in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And a literal angel comes down, and uh, is like, "Hey, I get a shot." I get a second shot at life if I can fix you guys because of her backstory. And really, oh, dude, it was crazy. It was really good. Anyway, it's, I, you know, listen, it's terrible, but also the ending, Katie, really good job. (laughs) It was good. I like the ending. You'll see Katie talking to herself. They do the, the, so she, okay, spoiler. She's stumbling. She's stumbling. (laughs) The teenage girls, they're fine then. The sisters are fine. And, um, the uh, the, the angel does get a second shot, but all of their all everyone's memories are erased, <gasps> and she falls in love with the dad, and they're like, and they don't connect it until the wedding day, and mm. at the wedding day, everyone like only the teenage girl, only the sisters, and the angel get their memories back, and they're like, oh my god, we went through all that. <laughs> This gives me You're So Cupid vibes. I don't know if you ever had the pleasure of watching that beautiful film. I haven't, but did they copy me? Because I would be No, 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 no. They didn't copy you. It just gives me the same okay. feeling. It's not the same plot at all. Can I Can I go into it a minute? Just, sure, please. Just I went into if mine, you, so. Plus, if, you're, if you're still here with us, I just... <laughs> I, we're going to do this movie because I, 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 I had an obsession with it as a young girl. And here's why. This movie starred the one, the only, Jeremy Sumter. And if that name doesn't ring any bells for you, I'm going to say another name and that's going to ring a bell. Peter Pan live action 2003. I love him. Yeah, the boy who played Peter Pan, he grew up and he did more movies. Huzzah. One of them was You're So Cupid. (laughs) You're So Cupid is a film about, you guessed it, Cupid. Cupid is a man, like in Percy Jackson. No, 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 he's not Cupid. Bummer. But Cupid is like a, you know, like a, he takes like a human form and he okay. gets married and then divorced. Isn't that goddamn funny? But he has two daughters with this woman who is also a character in the film, the mom. And the two daughters, without knowing it, because they don't know that their dad is Cupid, actually get like love powers. So if they like try to get somebody to fall in love, they'll do it. So like as kids, they would play like matchmaker and shit. And they would be really cute and stuff. And they were these two little sweet girls. But then they grow up and they're in high school. And they both fall for the same guy, Jeremy Sumter, Peter Pan, live action, 2003. Yeah, and they're both, like, super into him. And they have this kind of, like, just crush off where they're both trying to get his attention. And without knowing, they're putting him under two spells at the same time. Two, like, love spells. So one of them sends, uh, like, like a... a declaration of love, like a little a, a box with stuff, or just like asking him to a dance, I think. You know, movie plots. And uh, the other one sends him like a, a confection of ice. It was really something. And they're both inviting him to this dance, and he says both yes to both of them, because he's like high on their love potions that accidentally came this with the This is the, the longest gifts. synopsis I've ever had to I am sit so sorry. Yours. I don't even know how to sit not... I don't know how to shorten this. Like, I just want to talk about the entire plot. Oh my plot. god. Um, and yeah, it's a whole fucking mess. The sisters get into like a bunch of fights because of this. And then the mom is like, your dad is Cupid. And they're like, what? And yeah. And then it's also about oh, getting wait, the dad's- I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know that movie. I, it, it took until literally the end. And I- <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was, that was weird. Like, I just made a Jeremy very Sumter weird sound of excitement. Stupid I'm sorry. attractive. Yeah. I'm going to look him up then to see how he's how he's looking now. He still he looks was, really uh, good. The, ugh, I had the biggest crush on him as Peter Pan. Me too. As a child. I don't All think right. Anyway, didn't. let's wrap this up, Malu. Let's let people get on with their Anyhow, lives. So get excited for You're So Cupid because we will be doing it eventually. But oh, no. Guys. We should do my movie sometime. Let me make my movie and then we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll watch that. It starred me, Selena Gomez, uh... Wait, who else? Wait, can I be, wait, can I wait. Be in the cast? Oh, there's like, oh, one one of the actors from My Babysitter's a Vampire, I think, is in it. Ooh, which the one? The curly-haired one, the, the Canadian curly-haired one. That was the main guy? He, yeah, no, he was the best friend. Oh, 
Okay. And then, oh, and then Billy Unger. Do you know who Billy Unger is? I'm sorry, did you say Billy Crystal? No, haha. <laughs> From fucking Lab Rats. I never watched that movie, but I would see him on, like, Wait, I Lab followed Rats him on Instagram movie? for a long time. And when he was, like, f- like, 50, because I was, like, I wrote this when I was, like, 13, so I think he was around, like, 15 or 16 at the time. And he was so cute. Oh, my God, I had the biggest celebrity crush on him. Oh, yeah, I he's wanted totally to marry adorable. him. But anyway, yeah, he st- he st- he was in it too. It was it's good. It's great. <laughs> Wait, Labrats was a movie. I thought Labrat Labrats oh, was no, a I show. No, I only know it as a TV show. Okay, Malu, oh, we yeah. have to wrap this up. We have I'm to. I'm sorry. I just wrap went down up. the Labrats rabbit hole. Thank okay, you all guys. for listening to this rubbish oh, Katie, for forever. Katie, Katie, but Katie. most importantly, finishing off this Nora Ephron topic with us. It was fun. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, Did that was a mess. Did you spill? Yes, yes, I spilled water because I was trying to tell you oh my god okay this is kind of dangerous don't let it go near outlets that's the thing there's an outlet right there all right you know what this is this is insane all right everyone malu spilled her water i'm stuck in a closet i'm gonna wrap it up for us real quick please check out our instagram to find out what we are doing soon next week we're taking a nice little break having a secret guest on tune in for that fun stuff and uh please hope uh, malu in her room doesn't get elected electrocuted i guess i guess mm-hmm, that'd be nice yeah that'd be nice all right everybody have a great day and week we will see you on wednesday goodbye goodbye class incredible one of the worst performances of my career and they never doubted it for a second oh this has taken a weird turn but yep thank you for the spanish <laughs> i'm sorry you guys have to listen to more than 20 minutes <laughs> Top Gallant Radio, brought to you by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabe Mara.